Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We got Heather Andrews, Coach Dave, and myself, James Johnson. And we are more than halfway through the year. Oh, my gosh. As a matter of fact, I was watching the Hallmark Channel the other day, and it was Christmas in July. I was like, oh, come on. And I started I started thinking about that. It's like, you know, you turn around, and, and next thing you know, it is going to be Christmas. But I understand that, Heather, you just had a little Christmas present here not too long ago. Well, uh, tell us about definitely that. Somebody visited my house. I didn't see the butterflies, but I had uh, butterfly caterpillars on my milkweed. So either the stork dropped them off, Santa dropped them off, or we had monarchs visit. One of the three. I was just super happy to see them happily munching on my milkweed. But it sounds like you guys are starting to see Malt West too. Yes, we are. They were in our uh, backyard all of the last week, and that's. Probably the first time that I've seen them in a long, long time. So that was great news. On the 4th of July, I saw a couple of them fighting with each other. And all I could think of was you, Heather. They're, they're <laughs> fighting around each other. And I'm thinking, it's 4th of July. I'm supposed to be having a good time here. And I'm thinking about Heather. Uh, what, would her, what, would her, what would her husband think? Yeah. <laughs> well, fighting butterflies, that usually means yeah, either one or two things. It's probably mating season and they're probably fighting for the females. So, you know, the same in the animal world. Right. Uh, but no, it's all that's that's a great sign. I, I actually will say I'm super thrilled to hear that you're seeing them. Um, last year, Monarch Watch always does a kind of a recap of the year. How did it go? How many butterflies made it to Cal uh, down to Mexico? And it was a little disturbing because the Western population, when they did the counts, had almost virtually collapsed. So to see that they're returning to California after your severe droughts and all of your fires, is uh, super inspiring. And um, I will say I was super inspired today because um, again, last year during COVID, I sent um, well over 30 packages of milkweed and other types of seeds to gardeners all over the United States. And I got a picture today on my Instagram for somebody who uh, has uh, swamp milkweed coming up in their garden. So it's really exciting that we uh, are down one billion stalks of milkweed due to uh, temperature changes, fires, and other uh, events, including terrible farming practices. So, uh, you know, if you can be part of the solution this year, I would just request that you plant native milkweed. Well, you'd be proud of me. I, I, I went out yesterday, actually, and was pop, um, popping off all the pods on the milkweed and taking them around and, and sticking them in the dirt all over the place. I, and I, I, as I sit in the jacuzzi last night, I saw I have about 20 more of them. So I'm going to awesome. pop them and put them all over. Next thing you know, I'm going to have a, a milkweed forest. I'm going to, I'm going to call it the Andrew forest. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, what you can do is, you know, let those dry. They will kind of pop open and then they have like almost like a, um, if you are familiar with what a dandelion fluff looks yeah. like, and those will yeah. sort of disperse. And so, um, you know, uh, what some people will do is put a, a rubber band around those pods so that they can't open. And then once they turn brown and dry, you know, you can certainly um, donate those uh, locally to conservation groups. 
And you can also just, you know, put a message out, whether in your neighborhood or, you know, to local um, on your Facebook page and just say, hey, I have extra milkweed. People will absolutely take you up on it. Um, it can be a little challenging to get those seeds to start. They can be a bit finicky. So I always tell people to over, over, if, if it's going to be cool in our area, they need the cold to uh, called stratify to pop them, the seed open. So um, I always like to soak them overnight in water and then, um, and then they'll usually, um, they will start. So some milkweeds are a little harder than others to start from seed. Um, and I will be putting up a seed class um, that a seed expert who starts thousands of native plant seeds from seed. Um, she, she is gonna, she and I recorded a video. So we'll be uh, putting that on the Garden Thoughtfully Facebook page here soon. So if you want more information about how you can start seeds, uh, she's put a ton of great tips that I think might be helpful to you. And so what would be that website that they would go to? So um, our, my YouTube channel is Garden Thoughtfully and uh, we put up helpful videos. Uh, there's an entire seed starting class that is going up right now um, is there in a long format. Um, I want to talk on, on some webcasts about hiring VAs. I have hired a group of VAs um, that are now uh, chopping that into little bite-sized pieces. So regardless of what type of seeds you're wanting to start, that will be a informative class that we will have up for you. Um, but in terms of native seeds, we just have to get that video process. So it's not there yet, but please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Garden Thoughtfully. How about you, Coach Dave? How do they get hold of you? Uh, the best way would be email, and that would be d d d d Dave at can do fitness. Uh, that is spelled K-A-N-D-U-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. -S. And then they email me and we can just start going back and forth and Zoom call and everything else like that. That's probably the easiest thing. So, so Heather, you know, now we're going to be pushing towards fall. I mean, I actually, you know, I've got, I can't decide whether they're Japanese squash or they're pumpkins. They're, I can't decide yet. They're not big enough to, to really make a decision, but I think I might have a whole bunch of Japanese squash. But we're, what are we going to do now going into the fall season? You know, because we're that's where we're at. I mean, we're, you know, we're a few weeks away from uh, moving into fall, and the next thing you know, where you live, there's going to be snow. So... <laughs> We're not ready for that just yet. So, uh, <laughs> certainly, are you certainly, ever ready for that? Do you ever? Like, uh, no, that's going to be no. Uh, this southern girl is never ready for the snow. I, I like it when it's really pretty and it's gone in a couple of days, but uh, we had a really snowy year last year. So, um, what I will say is that uh, it's not too late to plant. Uh, certainly, uh, there are fall blooming squashes that are excellent to plant this time of year. Um, actually, I learned about one that I'm super excited about that uh, is coming up in the garden, at least it was when I left. Um, it's called a Long Island squash. I'm really super excited about that, but I like to grow kombucha squash. Uh, those are delicious for fall soups and they're delicious, uh, just sliced mm. and roasted with salt and pepper and olive oil. It's fantastic. But a lot of your hard squashes like acorn squash, um, it's not too late to get those seeds in the ground. And certainly as things like your spring peas and lettuces are, are dying out because it's too hot for them, uh, there are things that love this hot heat. 
and our fast growers and uh, the squashes are some of those that I really like to put in this time of year. So we just had our, our summer solstice, you know what I mean? That's when we typically uh, plant those fall seeds. So it's not too late, get them in the ground. And um, you know, if your harvest is uh, your cup runneth over, which for us that grow things like zucchinis, we can grow enough zucchini from one plant to feed the whole neighborhood. But uh, food banks this time of year are always desperate for fresh produce. So if you can't eat it and don't have neighbors or family members who will, um, you know, just encourage you to maybe donate your surplus pro um, produce to your local food banks. Well, there, there's no such thing as surplus when it comes to my strawberries and my boysenberries. <laughs> they, um, you know, it, they somehow never... all disappear. Yeah, right? you know, I have to keep the birds away from them. The uh, the boysenberries just were so prolific this year. It's unbelievable. I had tons and tons and tons of them. That is awesome. I'm going to make so, some boysenberry pies here probably this week, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so we're starting to get uh, cucumbers and cherry tomatoes in. I definitely have other tomatoes, but they're not red yet. Um, but I will tell you that if my husband's out there, they don't make it out of the garden. He just stands there and is like a, you know, a, a rabbit just eats them a hole right out in the garden. Um, so, you know, I, I love this time of year. I love the fresh produce. It's obviously best to get it, you know, eaten right once you cut it because it's, that's when it's full of the water and the minerals. Um, so we try to harvest this time of year almost every single day. And then, you know, my woodland creatures uh, like you, I, I have a groundhog that loves to uh, munch. So, um, you know, he has not figured out how to get into the uh, trellis system I'm using, but he will munch the leaves that have uh, escaped the outside, I've noticed. So, uh, well, I have a new cat, so I haven't had a problem with the, the rodents. So there you go. They're kind of, they've kind of disappeared along with the, the lizards. They're disappearing, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kept, I mean, she you keeps know, catching lizards. Those, those lizards could attack you. Um, in terms of like planting trees, do you have any tree advice here? Because when you want to plant some some palm trees around our like swimming pool area and all that, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? I, because I, I do know that like with palms, if you put them in at this point, like they just burn burn up. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really not the right season for shrubs and trees unless you have the uh, ability and the will to go out and water them, you know, teetotal out of them right now. It just is very uh, difficult for those plants to survive. Um, so, uh, you know, we, um, I think I told you, I've been working on a historic home locally. We put that garden in about a month ago, but we had some really hot weather. So not only are we having to, you know, create a watering schedule, which is very frustrating because it's not like around the corner for me, but uh, we just gave everything a giant haircut uh, to, and these are perennials. Um, when you're talking trees, it's really best to try to put them in in the fall um, because then they focus on putting roots down instead of trying to, you know, grow. So okay. it, it's just less stressful for the trees. Um, and then two, you tend to get more rain in the fall and uh, cooler temperatures. And I just find that it's much easier to uh, transplant um, trees and shrubs that time of year. And they, they seem to be happier. The other opportunity would be very, very early spring. And most of your tree suppliers, if you're ordering online, will not ship them till it's appropriate to plant them in 
I oh, will tell okay. you from my own experience, um, you know, we've got a fruit forest that I've put in my yard and um, they shipped those trees uh, early spring. We ended up having to move a few trees because they were in the wrong place for what I want to do, which is called an espalier. Um, and um, we were really pleased that we moved them in February. We had a ton of rain and I've got white peaches. So won't be long now. Oh, hey. One of my favorites. Those things. are so good. She's a Georgia girl, so Georgia. Well, girl Georgia girl, yeah. Typically, those are yellow peaches. I didn't learn about white peaches until I moved to Pennsylvania. It's a peach. Peach is a peach. Uh, it is not. <laughs> I'm just gonna just tell you right now that I'm gonna box you up some, and I'm gonna ship some out, and then we will have this conversation again. Well, great. Then I'll just keep giving you some trouble until you do. Both, both of us are, are uh, interested. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, right. so Dave, me. you're gonna put a palm tree by your by your uh, pool. I'm gonna tell you, don't do that. Here's, <laughs> here, here's why. I I let two palm trees grow uh, on either side of my uh, driveway. I mean, they literally started growing there, so I just let them grow. Now they're like 40 feet tall. All right. Okay. And, and I can tell you that they are the messiest thing ever. All right. When at certain times of the year, they get these these black or they're kind of brown, like woody things that come out and then they break out and then all these flowers and these little beads that are seeds. And yeah. it's $300 every year because after you get to a certain height, unless you got, you know, big huevos, you're not going to climb all the way up there and cut those things. I agree. So no, no, no. So it's, it's big money to maintenance them over, over the time. So in our front yard, we've got all these like queen of palms and yeah, it's that same thing. There's all these little, little like seeds everywhere and they have this like big long like seed pod that like opens up and then just, you know, spits the, the, these things out everywhere. Um, but I did a little bit of homework and if you buy a king palm versus a queen palm, the king palm is what they call a self pruning palm where the uh, palm fronds they grow out and after they get a certain stage then they just you know like snap off and they fall off and you don't actually have to go up there and like don't the king palm stay wider and shorter as well yes uh so well Going online, uh, they grow anywhere from like 20 feet to like 40 feet high. Um, but speaking with all the people around here, they say that, you know, it, about 25 feet. Um, and the cool thing about them is that it's not just untrunk. It's like three trunks in one. So out of the one uh, tree, you know, you, you've got a trunk this way and a trunk this way and a trunk this way. And they just grow, grow up, and they they offer shade, which for the pool area gives us that that whole like you know Hawaiian feel. So, well, another thing you might consider for for that pool area is um, the um, giant um, bird of paradise. We've got those out here. Uh, I planted those. My wife hates the, 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 the them. Um, but I was like, no, they're super tropical and they grow anywhere and they love sun. So I, I have one out here. That thing is growing like hell. It's huge. 
Yeah, so, and the one that looks like that is the banana plant as well. So the non the non Californian girl is uh, who's a native pollinator gardener is going to make some suggestions for you. Um, right. I would highly recommend that you get on to nationalwildlifefederation.org, nwf.org, native plant finder, and put in your zip code, and it will show you the plants and trees and shrubs that will be most beneficial for your wildlife. Everything you guys just na named is not native to California. So I would love to see you find an alternative tree or plant Give that will host <laughs> wildlife. But the pool needs like palm trees and so <laughs> i'm going to say that there likely is a tree that looks like a palm that is native to california what that is i don't know but i but i was not native to california so why does that have to be native? <laughs> so that we can host more birds and butterflies let's be honest about this it's not about you <laughs> Okay, so for Pennsylvania, 80% uh, of our land is privately owned. Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. We're Coach Dave, Heather Andrews, and myself, James Johnson. And we're here to try to help you to become more healthy, more wealthy, and more grateful. You know, I, had, I, I was reading a story of a friend of mine on Facebook here just the other day. It reminded me to try to pay more attention to being grateful. And he was talking about how he was in the grocery store and... and an old guy, there was an old guy, two people in front of him, and the guy went to rent his credit card for his groceries, and his credit card wouldn't clear. And, and the guy behind him bought him his groceries, you know, and he thought that was pretty dynamic. And then the guy, the, the, the guy, the next guy there that bought the groceries got ready to walk out the door. And as he was walking out the door, because you pick up the watermelon outside, he says to the clerk, he says, hey, listen, did you uh, put my watermelon on there? And she says, oh, no, I'm really sorry, I didn't. And so he picked up the tab for the watermelon. And that's called paying it forward. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Pay It Forward with Kevin Spacey, but that's a great movie if you ever get an opportunity to watch it. And I think that one of the greatest things you can do in life is, is to go out and pay it forward. Go out and, you know, I've, I've given you this suggestion before about you're, you're in the drive-through lane and, and pay for the people's food behind you and drive away and hope they don't chase you down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what have you done this year to, to, you know, pay it forward? What, what kind of things have you been doing out there in your life to try to, you know, bring a little health and wealth and gratefulness to the world. How about you, Heather? What'd you get done this year? Oh my goodness. Let's see. Well, I, I mean, I think the, the first is sort of what we talked a little bit about on our last podcast is just, you know, I love to share seeds and get people, um, you know, what they need. So, you know, last year with COVID during the lockdowns, many of the people who, normally would have gardened were either not able to obtain seeds, either their governors restricted them from purchasing them, or they had a situation where many of the seed companies 
uh, were out of seeds because gardening became one of the top hobbies. And that, that trend continues today where the seed companies have had their best years in their history. So, I mean, definitely sharing seeds is, is part of that. Um, the other piece is really just volunteering. Um, so uh, we've installed four pollinator gardens this year um, in the community. Um, so, you know, you, you can't just be a thoughtful gardener. You got to put your, 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 I guess, your spade in the ground and, and actually prove that you're thoughtful. So um, we've created a Monarch Way Station with the um, Grangers in Newville, Pennsylvania, um, two in the community garden in um, New Cumberland, Pennsylvania. So those pollinator gardeners will help attract more pollinators to the community garden, hopefully allowing those gardeners to grow more food. And then the fourth one is my placement with um, Master Gardener this year, which is the Craighead House. So I designed and installed a pollinator garden with their help and um, I'm super proud of that. Um, so I'm, uh, those are my, uh, that's my, my paying it forward this year. How about you, Dave? What do you got going on this year so far? Well, for paying it forward, I did try that of buying the uh, food for the folks behind me. I've done that now at Starbucks and I did that at a, uh, at a, like a, an am a person thing. And that felt hate. Um, but in terms of the gym, I've been paying it forward by offering things to people, um, either like, like hundred months free or months free to, you know, both, you know, like former people I've trained or their family. So it gets people out to the house and started to doing healthy things, you know, um, I feel like with everything that, that's happened over the last 18 months, there's a fair amount of people who have used this opportunity to, to grow and to do things, but there's also plenty of folks who are at home and they're afraid and they aren't doing anything. So, so, so they aren't exercising, they've increased the weight, they overeat because they're stressed. Um, I mean, I can't tell you the number of folks that I'm dealing with who have said, you know, during this whole thing, during the lockdown, I gained 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, um, because I was just afraid and I ate and ate and ate and ate and I didn't have had, had owed it all. Um, so doing those things is helping people get back to healthy. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, it's interesting. I've actually had this happen to me a fair number of times. I, I like to buy military people, first responders, to fire, police department. I like to buy their meals when I'm standing in line. I, okay. I, I go on Tuesdays. I go to a place called Cafe Rio, and I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a chain, but they have the best Taco Tuesday on the face of the earth. They're absolutely phenomenal. Taco Tuesday. I, Every Tuesday, it's without fail. And, la and last Tuesday, I was there, and there's this giant cop there. He had a bald head, so of course I was telling him bald jokes and that kind of stuff while we're standing in the line. <laughs> and I tried to buy him his meal, and he absolutely refused to let me buy the meal. And that'll happen from time to time. People will do that, and you kind of got to respect that. And I, I just told him, I says, "Well, I guarantee you, next time." It's not going to end this way. <laughs> Next time I'm buying, and, and he just laughed, and maybe we'll never see each other again, but it will happen. 
I get a lot of opportunity to volunteer through Rotary. And not too long ago, I took a trip down to Mexico and, and we went down to an orphanage and we built some picnic tables, all right? And, and the funniest part about that story is, is that, you know, I, I'm handy, but I'm not a construction guy, all right? And certainly not enough to know how to build a picnic table. <laughs> so they, they assigned me to be the main guy in charge and so they gave me this video to go watch. And so I went and watched this video. I created a manual out of it, got my neighbor's chops on everything. And we went down and we built three picnic tables in a very short period of time and, and stained them and got them ready to go. And only because I, I, you know, I took the time to actually watch the video because there's no way I would have been able to do it otherwise. But I learned some really cool stuff along the way. And we left a bunch of children, you know, orphan children in a very good place. However, that goes back to no good deed goes unpunished. So we were on our way down there. And one of the things they asked us to bring was couches. So I have a Suburban. And so we loaded up all these couches in and on my Suburban and, and took them down there. Well, the only mistake we made is when we got to the border, we actually claimed them. All right. And so they charged us like, I don't know, hundred bucks or something to bring these old couches into Mexico. Oh, no way. But that was, I would have gladly paid the hundred bucks. It was the two and a half hours of going through the process of getting charged. That was such a nightmare. So I, I tell you that if you're taking stuff into Mexico, like do your best to don't even declare it. And if they catch you, then just give them the hundred bucks and drive on because <laughs> it was a pain in the butt. But we, we do that pretty frequently. We go down to Mexico, we go down for dental and eye clinics. All right. Um, I'll tell you a little story about the eye clinic that was, you know, has been very near and dear to my heart over the years. This happened about three years ago. We were, we were down in Ensenada. We're doing a dental and eye clinic. We don't, we go down with UC, USC um, dental students and they do the dental clinic and it's amazing, you know, what they do while they're there. And then they go back with whatever bridges or whatever they have to create and, and, and put them back in a couple months later. But, you know that eye sign that that you you see in the very top of the eye sign. It's like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, I am not joking you. This woman was like three inches away from it and couldn't see it. Couldn't see the top letter. Right. Wow. So we backed her up to the line and they put on it. The, the glasses come in different ranges. They come in like zero to to minus four or five up to positive four or five. So you're either near or you're far sighted. And so they put a pair of glasses on her and then she couldn't see anything. And then, then they slid the second pair of glasses over the top of another pair of glasses. If you could have seen this woman's face at that very, very moment, you would have cried because she just, it, it was like the first time she'd seen in her entire life. All right. It was that amazing. And, and she just lit up like a flower. So it's moments like that, okay, or when the little kid get, does the same kind of thing, that it's it's worth every minute of the time that it took to go down there and do that stuff, all right? So right. I would recommend that if you, if you, this is, goes back to our last episode of, you know, how do you break out of this COVID thing? Well, you know, maybe go out and join something like Rotary and, and go and give back to the community and, you know, share some of your abilities, if nothing else, just your skills at, at, with other people. 
So every year at the gym, we need to do a thing where um, there is a school in 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 Santa Ana that is a very impoverished school. And for the last 12 years or so, uh, every year, the uh, the, the f- 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 folks at the g- g- gym, they bring in like clothes and toys and all these things like that. And we bring it to down to this school. And every year, I think we, it's a third grade class. And we could go there and they do a whole thing for us and they feed us and everything else like that. But we give these kids all these like toys and clothes and everything else like that. And the look on their faces as you give them these things, like I remember two, three years back, we had this one person who gave us all these like, like four foot high, like um, dolls from the movie um, Frozen. And it was an Elsa doll and other dolls and things like that. And we gave this one girl, this third grade girl, this doll that was bigger than her. And she's like looking at this doll and then over at us and then at the doll again and is like, is this for me? And we're like, yes. And she hugs this doll and is like, oh my God, you know, she's just so happy. And it's those things, it's doing those things that it just feels good, you know, and it's helpful and it's, yeah. Well, if you like doing that stuff, Dave, I want to highly recommend Rotary to you. Okay. Because those opportunities present themselves pretty pretty regularly. We went down and, and we took a whole bunch of shoes down to Mexico. And okay. We gave, we gave away a pair of shoes to this entire school. I mean, all, all these I think I would say they were grade school, but all these kids came in and everybody got a new pair of shoes. And so it, it's kind of that same moment. You know, for some of them, it was like, you know, I'm not sure you need a new pair of shoes. You looked like you're doing pretty well, but the other ones that, it, you know, really was something. So it's, it's pretty cool when you get an opportunity to do that stuff. And, and it's hard to find those opportunities if you're not involved in some kind of organization that does that. So other than that, what other organizations can people join? Well, here in California, there's one called Corazon, okay? And Corazon goes, has built thousands of homes in Mexico. You go down and then one day we build a house. Literally, we build a, an entire house in, in a day. And you say, how is that possible? Trust me, it is, it happens. You know, like 30, 40 people show up and we- And everyone helps out and, and, the roof and the whole thing. Now, they're pretty simple houses. They're more like a shack. But they already have the foundation in place and we do that. So that's one thing that Corazon does. Um, <laughs> I would imagine that there's elks, there's moose, there's uh, lions. Um, there's several organizations out there. You just kind of got to find the one that you want to do. I mean, there's like here in California, there's one called Working Wardrobes. And, and they help people get back into the workplace. I know that there's lots that. of yeah, yeah, yeah. shelters. There's lots of stuff. Imagine in your area, Heather, you have very much the same things. 
Definitely. And we have, you know, wildlife groups that, you know, always need help this time of year for abandoned or orphaned animals, uh, you know, as well as financial donations. Um, so, you know, it really is about, you know, picking up on your interest and in, in getting involved um, in some way, somehow. And, um, you know, on my end, uh, we're obviously uh, working a lot with the local uh, school boards and, and trying to get our kids back in school. Uh, our kids pretty much sat out again for a year, which is really um, devastating. Uh, so we are trying to not only make sure that they have in-person instruction, but that that instruction is uh, not uh, hampered by uh, masks and mandatory uh, vaccinations that uh, people, those, those families will be able to choose what is best for their children and um, allow them to participate uh, with both in-person and unenhampered uh, instruction. So, you know, I think, you know, you, you need to get involved in your communities and, um, you know, you need to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, we were successful in getting our constitution changed here in Pennsylvania to prevent uh, our, uh, any governor now or in the future from shutting our state down longer than uh, 14 to 21 days without permission from the legislation. So uh, it will prevent from what happened last year, which is uh, many of our small, local small businesses were not allowed to open. In fact, if you opened the, owned the building, you weren't allowed to walk in it. Um, so it will prevent that from ever happening again uh, for longer than, uh, you know, a few weeks time without their representatives having a voice. So I, I think it's really important that you pay attention to uh, the, the legislation that has been created during pandemic and make sure that it matches with the, the values and the future of your communities. You know, you talk about the kids doing that and, and it reminded me that in Rotary, we have something called Rotaracts and Rotaracts are, are high school and, and college students. Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, Rotary is a bunch of like 90 year old old men all sitting around doing stuff. But the reality is a very diverse group of people and across a whole range of ages. And I, I'll tell you, I have really, I'm not a real, you know, it's hard to believe, but I'm not a real outgoing person when it comes to people. All right. I choose my friends very carefully and I don't have a lot of them, but I choose them very carefully. And so I've developed some very good relationships out of being in Rotary over the last several years. So yeah. th this is another way to kind of break out of that COVID, okay, and, and get out and start meeting some new people. And, and currently we're doing our Rotary online, okay? So we're, we're having virtual meetings and in-person meetings. And I think that's great for, for Rotary because it gives people an opportunity like you two could be in our Rotary meeting and learn about Rotary without ever having to show up. Okay. Right. And, no, and, and I think so, I think that's important right now because certainly there are some people that are still concerned about meeting in person and I respect that. So I think it's important to give people all alternatives. And I see this with a lot of groups I'm speaking to right now where, you know, part of the audience is virtual and part of the audience is in person. And I, it's great to have choices. I mean, this is what our, our, our life is about, right? Is, is making choices and participating um, in the way you feel comfortable. Well, and I think we're headed to a point in time where it's not gonna be a choice. You, you have to have that. You have to have a virtual and you have to have a, an in-person on pretty much everything you do because it's gonna, life has changed. I mean, 
you know, sure. it, that doesn't mean you have to wear a mask everywhere you go, but life has changed. And if you want to know more about Rotary, you can always reach out to me directly at JJ at YourSafeMoneyPeople.com. That's Y-O-U-R-S-A-F-E-M-O-N-E-Y-P-E-O-P-L-E.com. Or just pick up the telephone, call me at 1-800-447-9371. And I'll be happy to share that with you. I'll be happy to share with you how, how to do it on a virtual thing so you can be anywhere and be part of Irvine Rotary and then find find where you want to be and then or if you even want to be involved in that stuff and then move maybe to a Rotary in your own area where you can reach out and meet people in your own area so anyways we're healthy wealthy and grateful we always come here to try to help you to become more healthy more wealthy and more grateful we're coach Dave Heather the butterfly girl and myself James Johnson And we want to thank you for coming. Remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever because you just might. We'll see you soon. And be sure to share this with all your friends. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.